Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, here we go on the Hit the Books channel with our March Madness bracket predictions, our bracket fillouts. We are live for the first video on the Hit the Books HQ YouTube channel for this series as we lead up to Thursday's games. Here with CC from Keep Betting Co. today. Corby, how's it going? How excited are you right now for March Madness to kick off on Thursday? Yeah, it's funny. We hop on the show at like uh, 1 Central, I believe. And I was telling Zach beforehand, it's like every single person in the U.S. decides college basketball is their sport. I've been on podcasts <laughs> since 8.30 this morning. So know this bracket well. I'm ready to talk about it. There's some good spots that circle that I think my opinion probably differs the most. So I'm excited and, and a, lot of, a lot to get into. Well, you see a lot of times on Twitter, there's a lot of cappers out there who say like, oh, MLB is my sport. NFL is my sport. Would you say college basketball is your sport? Is this your area of expertise? I would say in most cases, probably so. I uh, I try to be as as versatile as possible throughout sports, but college basketball, I played basketball my entire life. I'm friends with most of the kids and college teams around my area. So like UAB, a fandom that I've talked about on the show forever talk to the players on a daily basis. So it's more of a, I just have a feeling for the like actual depth of college basketball. And, and it helps that I've watched this from November 7th, when most people that watch the show probably started yesterday. So uh, less that I think that I know more than most, more that I've watched more than most. And I will pat myself on the back to say, I've watched every miserable game in college basketball this year. So uh, excited for the bracket to ensue. That's for sure. All right, well, if you're looking to compete against the Hammer content creators, compete against Corby's bracket here today, you can find the link to join the Hammer Betting Network's March March Madness bracket pool in the description of this video. You can also find it on the Hammer HQ and Hit the Books HQ Twitter account. So if you want to sign up, you want to compete against us, make sure to head over there. Join by clicking the link in the description of this video or on our Twitter accounts. But uh, CC, before we get into the bracket here today, I just have a question for you in regards to filling out your March Madness brackets. Obviously, from a betting perspective, we're looking at some of the spreads in some of these games, trying to determine outcomes, looking at favorites. Maybe that can lean towards uh, a side that we're going to pick in one of these games. But for you, what's the kind of general strategy that you're usually looking at heading into your brackets? And does it differ based on size of pool and things like that? Yeah, really good question. I, I talk about this basically as much as I can because I think that it's probably the most important part of all of this is, is understand the pool that you're facing. So example, I, I try to get into as many pools of like friends, I would say, as possible and friends of friends, et cetera, et cetera. These kids, first off, don't know college basketball. <laughs> Relative to me, I would say that I know more. Um, and then second, in those types of pools that are so small and so opinion-based, you can use the market's information to your advantage and you can make a, a a pool and a bracket that is as close to what seems is going to happen as possible is it going to happen no but you're not trying to get a perfect bracket you're just trying to win the contest so i think that's the best end-all be-all strategy um, and i usually make a sheet every year and i might post it on hammer we talked about it at some point this week it's literally just an aggregate of like okay houston plays xyz 
their futures odds are blank. It's a combined percentage of this. I actually just posted on Twitter. So Alabama has the easiest strength of schedule to head to the tournament or to head to the championship. Gonzaga has the worst. So just looking at that, you don't want Gonzaga in your pool in most cases because Vegas says this is just probably not good. But when you get to those bigger leagues, Zach, as I'm sure you know, you're not going to win the 3 million person ESPN contest if you have Alabama playing Houston in the championship and you have Alabama winning by the spread. So you have to you have to differ and vary out some things in those cases. Oh, so you're telling me I'm not going to win those big pools just by picking chalk the whole way? That's not how I'm going to accumulate the most points here. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Oral Roberts all the way, and uh, <laughs> I'm ESPN number one here. This uh, Gonzaga t- uh, point that you made there doesn't bode well because I I followed you on your Gonzaga future that we have, so we're riding this one out together here. Yeah, listen, I uh, I, I I did that math this morning, and I was the first person to be really upset. <laughs> so I think that they're. Their combined opponents' futures, like implied probabilities, is like 35% to win the championship. Alabama's is 11. And I was like, come on. Of course. I mean, they have to run into what? They'll play TCU. They'll play Grand Canyon first. TCU, UCLA, Kansas, and then Houston, and then Alabama. And so it's like, all right. If they win, listen, any person who talks bad about Gonzaga, by all means, if they win, shut the hell up. Uh, this This team is doing their thing. So... I'm excited to watch. I also have the Gonzaga future and a Baylor future, so should be an interesting year. All right, let's get to making the bracket here. So pull this up. If you want to compete against Corby's bracket, again, you can join the Hammer HQ um, Men's Tournament Challenge. You can find that on in the description of this video. You can also find that on the Hammer HQ Twitter account as well as the Hit the Books HQ Twitter account. Uh, but CC, let's start in the south here. You can take as much time, as little time as we want to discuss why you're picking these teams. But essentially, we're going to go through the first round all the way through to the finals and make our final prediction to fill out this bracket. Uh, starting in the south, Alabama, game one. Where are we at? We getting an upset game one? <laughs> yeah. You can go ahead and click these as far as you want. Uh, Alabama's in Birmingham. Alabama gets the first. Alabama gets the second. Uh, <laughs> you can honestly go ahead and click Alabama for three. Okay. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make that short. All right, then we'll head down to uh, Maryland versus West Virginia. Now you have an, actually a good game. West Virginia is a team who I don't think matches up well with many teams, uh, but this one they do. So take West Virginia here. Vegas has this – or Sportsbook's not Vegas – has this a two-and-a-half. Um, and so take West Virginia there. In a game, that's probably a toss-up. Uh, but you're not hurting yourself too much. You're cutting your losses pretty fast there, uh, getting them out in the second round. Next, San Diego State, College of Charleston. I've already bet San Diego State at five, so as you could assume, I do like the San Diego State team at, at, to, to, to advance, but especially at this five. Uh, Charleston, a team who has three losses and I think probably gets voted well on like the public steam, but um, I don't know if this team's actually good. They, the talent output for San Diego State is there, and, and Char- Charleston struggled versus talent outputs of like Towson, so I'm not believing in them too much. Right. Virginia well, Furman. let me ask you something here Sorry. quickly before you move on to the next game. Um, there's this theory, 12 has to beat a 5. A 12 <laughs> has to beat a 5. It's going to happen. Do you take that into stock here at all when you're looking at these brackets? Uh, is that anything that's a consideration to you? I have a I have a list of all of those goofy trends, but I, I think yeah. almost nothing, if close to zero is possible. I mean, every year, I don't know if the people who know these uh, also know this, but every single year... The twelve and the five are different teams with different players on the court, so uh, I don't I don't think too much into them. I saw one I saw one today that was like uh, the winner of the championship has been in the AP top seven 
week six of, of uh, in a 100% of brackets. I'm like, cool. That just means that they didn't suck. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> it's a completely different year. Like, uh, I think that some of these numbers also, I, I could be completely wrong with this, but I think some of these numbers get pushed down because of that theory. Uh, like you see a Charleston who I think should have been closer to an eight as a five, or you see a Miami Drake, which is going to be a good matchup and we'll get to it, but Drake's a two and a half point dog. And mm-hmm. if you're just looking at vacuum sealed talent output, I don't think that many people make this a two and a half point dog. Miami is having some issues, uh, but two and a half just seems really low there. All right. Next game here. Uh, the four thirteen Virginia game. What are you looking at here? Yeah. A lot of people have this game circled as their underdog. Like Furman's really good basketball team. It's, we've seen these kids play for a minute. Now they're all seniors. And, and they've been competitive for quite some time now. I think they went 21 and six two years ago. So I understand the uh, the idea, but I do think this Virginia team is clicking on defense at the right time. They held Duke to what 59 points last game. So I think Virginia. I mean, not think too much on this one. Uh, take Virginia. Affirm an upset. I could see. So what I'm going to do is we can go ahead and go to the second round. And this is kind of just like a strategy thing for for brackets. Is I'm going to take Virginia out in round two take San Diego State in that that matchup because I think Furman could potentially win that game and San Diego State has a better chance for in round one. So just a, a risk liability cutoff. Saying even if I think Virginia's going to win that game, I take San Diego State there. Okay. I like that strategy there because it's something you get a lot of people, I think, get burned on. Maybe just the everyday person putting together their bracket, they're going to look and say, oh, well, I think that the four beats the 13, and then they they think a little too much, put them in through the next round, and next thing you know, they do get upset in that first game, and now your brackets burn for a couple Close. of rounds. So yeah, good way to go about that. It comes into play in a second, for sure. I think uh, a team like a Memphis can beat a Purdue, but uh, Memphis could also lose in that first game. So we'll get to that in a second, right. but I think it's a good strategy. All right, closing out the South here, a couple more games. Creighton, 6-11. What are you looking at in this one? Yeah, keep this one short. Give me Creighton. I don't like the Cincy State team. I'm probably wrong on how low I have them, but uh, I don't like them. And then we're sitting on a Baylor future for the next one. So go ahead and click Baylor twice. Right. <laughs> uh, give me Baylor up twice. Yeah, we can't, can't go away from that. Then this one's interesting. And I don't know if you've made your bracket yet, Zach, or if you watch basketball, but I think Utah State is a team – I could see they'll, they'll beat Missouri. I have them over Missouri. Um, and then I could see them giving Arizona some headache. So give me Utah State in that 7-10 matchup. Give me a 10. I think that's my first underdog, basically. Yeah, so I'll take yeah. that. Then I'll take Arizona over Princeton. Um, okay. And then, unfortunately, I think that Missouri has a chance for Utah State. That line is one. Yeah, it's one. So I'm going to take Arizona in that Utah State game. Though I do think, and I guess we can go ahead and fill this out, Zach, but I do think that Utah State has a chance versus Arizona, but um, risk mitigation, I'm not going to take it. Here's the issue is Baylor versus Arizona. Baylor could lose to Creighton. Obviously, I'm saying that they're not going to for for the reason of my future. Um, <laughs> so it would make more sense to cut Baylor out here, but I'm going to take Baylor because I really like this basketball team. So give me Baylor over Arizona there. All right. Do you want to finish out this side here? Alabama Baylor here? Let's save that for the end. Let's save it for the end. That's we'll make that one. All right. All right. Uh, Let's go over to the Midwest. We'll fill out this side. Let's start with the Houston uh, Houston game, the one versus 16. Yeah, just click Houston there. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. And uh, next up here, Iowa Auburn. Yeah, this one's really interesting, and um, I have curious opinions on this. I've reached out to a couple people, but I think this number is made. 
with the assumption this is a neutral court game, but this is in Birmingham. So Auburn is getting so much. Uh, like I don't think people realize the 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 discrepancy in, in fans of this game. So I'm taking Auburn in this one, um, and I think that that number is good. Auburn's a, a one-point dog. So I, with that, Auburn's also going to play on Saturday versus Houston. With these crowds being 100% Auburn, uh, and I think that a lot of people don't have this game circled, but Auburn just put put they were up on Alabama by 18 and a half. So I think that game's gonna be a lot better than people think. But uh, give me Houston because Auburn could lose as a one point dog to Iowa. Unfortunate, mm-hmm. but I, I hope I pray that Houston loses that game. I like the uh, the strategy that we're going with here. I, I like this uh, this methodology behind this. So hopefully people are getting some getting some info out of this one. But this is a game you were already looking at. You teased it a little bit. Miami Drake. Where are we at yeah. here? Yeah, this one this one's tough. Uh, these next two games are tough. Um, I think Miami's the better team. I, but the issue here is if you're going to take an upset, if you want to have fun in March Madness, uh, Drake is the spot. This is the spot to take a Cinderella as a 12, a two, two and a half point dog. Um, see, my issue here is I, I think that Miami is the correct spot in almost every case, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to change it up a little bit because I've taken every single favorite so far on the show. So give me Drake. I'm going to hate it. I think Miami <laughs> wins by about five or six, but uh, this is a game that it's line two and a half. So if I'm going to take a dog at some point, I have to trust the market. Um, and this is the spot to hop in at. And who is facing Drake in that second round there? Another really good one. A four-point line as a 413. Kent yeah. State's really good. Uh, give me Iowa. And then give me Iowa again, uh, just because I don't think that Drake is actually the team in that 32. So I'm going to take Iowa twice, but I don't think that's going to burn me much. Uh, so it'll be a pat on the back if Drake wins and and nobody remembers it if they lose. So I'm in a good spot there. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, moving down to the 6-11 game. You're looking at it still a play in in that one, but uh, regardless, you can still make a uh, selection here. Yeah, I think Pitt wins that play-in game. Mississippi State just can't shoot. Uh, and then Iowa State, I hate this Iowa State team, but uh, and that's a hot take. Everybody apparently, I had like 20 DMs when I started talking crap about Iowa State. But uh, give me Iowa State in that 611, and then give me Xavier over Kennesaw, and then Xavier over Iowa State. Xavier, I actually took um, to make it to the Sweet 16, so just those two at plus 105. Um, I think it was on Best Ten, but that's a completely different show. So uh, <laughs> I trade that at plus 105. I think that. They match up great for this Iowa State team. Uh, 105, I'll take that all day. And then Texas A&M, Penn State, where are you at here? Yeah, I think the committee made this one abundantly clear what they want. Uh, Texas A&M win and a Texas win so that we get we get the rivals at, at the round of 32. So I'll take that. Then Texas to win that. Xavier to beat Texas. And then in the most unfortunate of ways, give me Houston to beat Iowa. <laughs> the most unfortunate yeah, I, of ways. <laughs> yeah, we see how this is turning out. Ones and threes. This is um I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to change it up at the bottom. We gotta get a new strategy here. This is for A, hey, listen, I will say this is for a local pool. So like I would never put this in a tournament challenge of over 300 uh, probably even like 200 people at this point but um you're not gonna you're not gonna get brownie points i have one cool bet with drake over miami but yeah. to your friends group who doesn't know who charleston is and they see three losses this is potentially a very easy way to mitigate some risk take a mm-hmm. take a top two top three win 
and make some money. I've, over the years, I've done well in local pools. So I will continue the strategy, even though it looks chalky as hell. That's fine with me. <laughs> Let's roll through to the other side. Let's get to the East here. And we'll start with the Purdue game. This is a team that has drawn up some controversy. Basically, any show that I've listened to it at this point, Purdue's kind of the team that people look at and say they could be done early here. But where are you at with this Purdue team? Yeah, I like Zach Eady. He's the best player in the nation. I think people start to start to hate this Purdue team too fast, but they, their guards do lack. So I understand where people come from. They're winning the first game. I mean, this isn't a Virginia-esque 16-1 Cinderella. The issue comes here in the Memphis-FAU game. So my biggest issue is I think Memphis beats FAU. FAU can go to hell if they beat uh, UAB, so don't care about them. <laughs> my thing circled there is Purdue-Memphis. This game is a really good basketball game. And I think that Memphis can probably win that game. The issue is FAU can be in that spot a lot. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog. FAU also matches up with Purdue really well. They have a seven-foot center who's who's pretty lengthy and, and takes a lot of charges. So I think both of these teams match up well with Purdue. The issue being, I don't know which one's going to get there. So give me Purdue to the Sweet 16. No fun. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you this, then. You're in a situation, uh, maybe it's like a, uh, another pool that you're going to do, you're going to look at. You sit here and you say what you just told me, and you, you think Memphis or FAU could win that first game. Okay, so mm -hmm. you're, now you're in a position where maybe you're leaning either way, and then you go to the Purdue game and you think, well, either one of these teams could also beat Purdue. They could match up well against Purdue. Is there a certain type of strategy you might lean towards, or are you kind of going to do very similar to what you did here and say, okay, I'll, I'll stick with Purdue as it moves forward? Like, How does it change? How does it vary moving forward if you end up in spots like this? Yeah, so the Memphis FAU one's unique in the sense that I think that both of those teams could potentially beat Purdue. So uh, it becomes less of an issue like okay if you knew that if memphis wins they beat purdue if they don't the other team then, then you're talking about so much risk on having this team win two separate games mm -hmm. purdue you know is going to be in the round of 32 so then then you're basically gambling on if the other team it's, a, it's an if then statement so if memphis wins then you're in a spot where you have purdue memphis and then memphis would have to win again which is a really tough game just for your pool to be right when you know purdue is going to be there so at least you get the points from round one um, and so it's interesting. I, I try to, so it, at some point it'll come down to a spot like in ESPN pools. What I do is I'll go look at future. So what is the Memphis to make to the sweet 16? What is FAU to make to the sweet 16 compare those? Uh, and it's not the greatest comparison, but it's at least to put numbers on my coin flip. And um, right. if I can't decide, like if it's too close to call um, an example is the Miami game. So this is one I've been struggling in a, in a pool that I've been making. Miami is like plus 700 to make it to the sweet 16 or to the final four and, and Drake is plus 4,000 because nobody thinks they're going to. So in a coin toss that I don't know which one I'm going to take, it would take Miami at that point, but uh, it's more of just trying to mitigate risk as fast as possible. So if you think that Memphis could potentially lose round one, do not take them to the championship. It doesn't make too much sense. All right. Fair enough. I think that's good advice. Uh, moving on to the Duke game, another five twelve here. Yeah, dude, Oral Roberts, uh, I'm out of town, as people who watch our show can tell. Um, and at my girlfriend's house, I told her dad, Oral Roberts, that's the team. Watch them. And then the show came on. We were on last night live with Powers. And Oral Roberts got matched up with Duke, the only team that they did not want to see. I think Duke wins this game pretty easy. Uh, they just have the height for Vanover, and they have the guard play for Acemas. If Oral Roberts wins, I'd be a happy guy. But I think Duke takes that pretty handedly. And then... Who's facing Duke in that next round there? 
Yeah, it'd be Tennessee. Louisiana is getting some steam. People love this team, but um, Tennessee has shown where they are all season. And then Duke takes Tennessee. Tennessee can't score points. So give me Duke twice. All right, Duke Purdue in that uh, that next round there. But before we get to that, uh, Kentucky Providence. Yeah, toss me an eleven seed. I need I need some I need something. Providence is a pretty good team. This line was three, I believe. So a good spot to take an eleven spot. I don't think Kentucky can score very well. Also, if you watch the Vandy game, their defense is miserable. Kansas State Montana State. This is the interesting one. This is the one. So. Even over the Miami game, I think this is the game that people need circled. And this is the one that changes brackets. Kansas State is the most liable three team, in my opinion. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, so like a what 76% chance implied. They probably win this game, but I think that if you're in a larger pool, Montana State is a really good grab here. For the sake of the show, we're not in a larger pool, so I'm going to take Kansas State. But I do think you're in an okay spot to grab a really big dog for like an espn size bracket. Right, submitting to the mass pool there. That might be the play to go the other way. Uh, Michigan State, USC. Yeah, Izzo time. It's March. Uh, USC might be <laughs> not out, but their their best player, Andrew Peterson's hurt. So he's he's going to play, but he's hurt. Uh, give me Michigan State. And then Marquette. Marquette's an interesting one. Um, and we can just talk quick about this. Again, this isn't our Hit the Books Monday show, but uh, Marquette win there, win the next one. Um, and I'm taking Marquette to win this region. I think it was Marquette. Yeah, Marquette to win this region. Marquette has the, as I talked about, like um, comparing paths or easiest path. Marquette has the second easiest path in the nation. So it's mm-hmm. Alabama, then Marquette at a 17%, uh, which is the second easiest. I took some Marquette four to one to win this region and 19 to one to win it all, which I don't think is going to happen. But um, Shaka Smart, great coach, um, a, a guy for March. So give me that. Kansas State over Providence. And. See, this is just tough. Um, I had to, because I think Purdue can lose in that last game, I have to take Duke here, I believe. So give me a five in Duke. And All that right, changes up my bracket go. a little bit. Yeah, no more ones and threes. You got a five yeah, we'll two take that. here. We'll take that. Yeah, Duke Marquette. So before we finish that one out, let's go over to the west side, close this, and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty, the final selections. But starting in the west, um, one sixteen. Are we getting an upset here? <laughs> Maybe no. <laughs> Kansas. Uh, yeah, go ahead and click them through. Okay. <laughs> Next, give me Arkansas. I think Arkansas, I really wish they would have got a 10 seed. That's a really dangerous Arkansas team. Kansas isn't playing the greatest basketball. Um, I do think Kansas probably gets it done, especially since we don't know who's going to win the 8-9. So give me Kansas in the Kansas-Arkansas matchup. But again, ESPN brackets, I would sprinkle in some Arkansas right there. Okay. Uh, and the other side, SMC, SMC VCU. Yeah, like I'll, toss, five, 12. I'll toss a 12 for you here. Give me VCU. VCU loves to press. St. Mary's struggle versus BYU's press. Give me VCU. I think St. Mary's wins that game, but uh, bracket pool, I got to change it up a little bit there. Yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take another 12 there like that. And uh, now who's taking on VCU in that next round? See, this is the best part about taking that 12, Zach. It's all risk mitigation. Give me UConn and then UConn again. UConn's a really good basketball team. I think UConn probably beats Kansas in that spot. Um, you know, give me UConn. Give me UConn over Kansas there. Okay. Yeah. We are really mixing it up on this side. We're going everywhere on the on the other side. I like it. <laughs> now one fourth of our quadrant. It's gonna be like perfect, perfect, perfect. They're like, what the <laughs> hell were you doing in the bottom right quadrant? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> had to mix it up. Had to do something different. <laughs> Final games to get to the UConn matchup. Six uh, eleven. We got the TCU game against the uh, the game that hasn't come uh, come through yet. Where are we at here? Yeah, uh, give me TCU. I think Nevada wins that playing game. They shouldn't be in the bracket anyways. So TCU. Yeah. Uh, the Zags easy. We're sitting on a thirty-four to one Zags riding with me, so that's yeah. fun. I'm, I listen. If they make it to the final four, I've already told you. I talked about it on the show. I'm, I'm flying to Vegas. I got to. I got to get some of this hedged out. But um, they have one hell of a road to get there. So we'll see. Boise yeah, State over Northwestern. I think that one's going to be a popular ten, and I'm I'm buying in on it. I can't lie to you. And then uh, UCLA, no fun. Give me UCLA. No 15s this year. UCLA wow. over Boise, unfortunate. Uh, I think that is bound to happen. And then my Zags, you already know. And then here comes the issue, Zach. And this is what we talked about in the start of the show. The Zags yeah. now will have faced an okay Grand Canyon team. TCU, then UCLA. Give me the Zags. Then they face UConn, which is quite an issue. And so uh, we're at the Final Four at this point. We can talk about these two on the yes. bottom since we're here. Gonzaga, 30 to 30 to 1, 30, or they're like 18 to 1 to win the championship at this point. Um, UCLA, I don't have their number. I did look before the show. Gonzaga is a significantly sized favorite to win the championship over UConn. So give me Gonzaga. I do really hate that because they are facing a tough strength of schedule. I think it probably makes more sense to have UConn or Kansas there, but the Zags, 34 to 1. We're getting there. On the other side, let's see. I didn't make it this far in my bracket. All right. Um, <laughs> give me Marquette because I think that Duke can lose that Purdue game. They also, that'd be a tough test versus Tennessee. Um, so I think risk wise, I think it makes more sense to have Marquette in that spot. All right. And now let's finish out the top here. Um, Alabama, Baylor, Houston, Xavier, two, one versus threes. Uh, what do you, where are we at now? <laughs> now, now we're getting into it. Um, yeah. I, I think Alabama, because Baylor could lose that Arizona game. So it makes most sense to give me Alabama, though we are sitting on some Baylor futures. And then here's where, listen, this is my spot. And maybe I'm crazy. Sean Miller is my guy. They could possibly lose to Texas. Give me Xavier over Houston. Okay. Two All threes right. in the championship. Yep. I like it. So final fours. Uh, final four, Xavier Gonzaga on one side, and we got Alabama Marquette, a 1-2, three, 3-3 three, final four. What do you like to go to the national championship game? That's pretty dirty. Um, give me Alabama and the Zags for the revenge rematch of the year. I don't know if y'all remember, but mid-December, Gonzaga played Alabama in Birmingham. We gave Alabama home court advantage, Zach. We let them play where they want to play, and we beat them by 10. So you already know where I got to go. Lock it in. Give me the Zags, the dogs. We get it done. Okay. And pick the final score. Where All are you right, at listen. here? If you're going to have to pick this, what goes into you picking the final score? That's also what I'm curious about. Not just what is it, what goes into this? How do you kind of come to that conclusion for anybody who might be watching, trying to figure out what they should do? Yeah. So um, every single year, I make this the goofiest number I possibly can. If it comes down <laughs> to a final score, either you were a genius and you have geniuses playing with you. Or you did something way wrong. So I've never, <laughs> it's never come down to a final score. But if, listen, if somebody has Gonzaga playing Alabama in the championship, I'll give them props. So we'll, we'll make a real score for this sake of this show. I'll go 
real. Let's make it fun. I, I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to watch. I don't want a barn burner. Give me 86, 82 Zags. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. So we're going to sweat this one out a little bit, but you know what? You and I were still going to walk away with a, with a win at the end, cash that 34 to one ticket on the Zags to win it all. So there you have it. Uh, our final bracket, Gonzaga beating Alabama in the final for CC's entry. If you want to compete against CC and his bracket and our other hammer creators, make sure to click the link in the description of this video to sign up for the pool. Go head to head with our college basketball, college football creators as well. Uh, we'll have different videos coming out throughout the rest of the week leading up to Thursday, breaking down everyone else's brackets. But uh, CC, thank you for doing this. And if anyone else out there is looking for more college basketball postseason guides, make sure to head over to the Capwise website. Use promo code HAMMER to sign up for that. They have in-depth analysis, graphs, and charts for live in-game betting if that's something you're interested in, focusing in on key players, coaches, matchups, historicals, all that kind of stuff. So make sure to check that out and be sure to use promo code HAMMER. But CC, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll look at this uh, bracket as it goes along and see what kind of decisions were made uh, that paid off and how they stack up against everyone else. But thank you for taking the time to do this today and good luck on your bracket. Yeah, for sure. Hope we see. I hope to see you at the window with the Zags ticket. <laughs> yes, sounds good. We'll be there together, celebrating and sweating that one out. I'll be. I will be texting you if that comes oh, yeah. down to it. That's for sure. But all right, thanks, CC. If you enjoyed the content here today, please make sure to subscribe to the channel, like this video, and let us know your thoughts on the bracket that was filled out in the comments below. Thank you guys for watching.